All right, everybody, welcome back to the Inhuman Performance Podcast, episode seven. Today, I have two very special people. I have Joao Gabriel. He is a great friend of mine and jujitsu athlete. And returning guest and co-host for today. First returning guest. First returning guest, the two-time Cameron Fardad. He's a data analyst, jujitsu black belt, and currently 1-0 MMA monster. Yes, 1-0. It's not much to brag about, but I... Did win the first one. That was a god. That was a good one to brag about, though. To be honest, the fight was pretty great. Thank you. Uh, thank you guys for coming. Bro, thank you. Thank bro. you. I already finished my watermelon Celsius. <laughs> it's my favorite flavor. He literally just opened it like two minutes ago. Yes, but he had it in a bucket of ice, and it was very good. Watermelon is my favorite flavor of pretty much everything. Well, there we go. Uh, so Joao, I'm here. Welcome. What, uh, what's you, uh, what's life in America been like for you? Bro, it's like crazy. It's so different. It's, you know, like anything, he's different, you know. So it's so good experience for me, for my life, you know. I'm learning good English with the guy, so so good. Nice, dude. I like it. Yeah, it's uh, it's been fun having you here and getting like a, a unique perspective. And, and obviously, you, you know, you're a monster. He's a, a really great jujitsu athlete. Thank you. Um, and, you know, super great, great guy. Um, how's how's life in Brazil? Is there anything that, you, you know, you think people should know about in America? Mm, so there is like different. Uh, definitely from Thousand Oaks, you know, from the West Lake, this place. So. There we just like it's funny, but you just use bus, like especially me, the guys from Project, we just use bus in here. I didn't see some bus, you know, just like car <laughs> you've never everywhere. seen a bus. No, I I, I saw, but <laughs> I've never seen a bus. <laughs> you see? Yeah. So it's crazy, you know. He we have more opportunity and everything is different, you know. It's great here, so. In Brazil, it's great life also, so it's harder than here, you know? Yeah, so. definitely. I mean, I'll be honest, like, I, when I first started training at the gym, like, I had no idea anything about Brazil. Like, yes. you know, it was kind of up to you and, and Professor to educate me on some of that. And I was, like, so surprised. You know, it's really easy to have, like, a, an understanding of a place and just have it totally taken down. I was, like... When I heard about the charity and, and the work that you know he was doing with you guys, I was amazed. Like I couldn't I couldn't believe it. It was really insane. Yeah. Um, were Were there some things that you didn't expect about America? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know, bro. Like when this is my when you were you knew you were going to come here right for six months. You, we had the plan. When you would think about when you would imagine what it was going to be like what did you imagine before you came here when you were imagining it and how is it different mm. than what you imagined it's like i don't know it's like so hard for me to say like when i i was in brazil like i just feel like ah, i want to go you know i want to travel i want to fight i want to train over there learn english everything so and i was like nervous for anything you know i don't i don't know i don't know how how is the life over here you know so but i feel easier like than i imagine like for learning english for make friends 
you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Did it you was think everybody... easier than you thought it was going to be, you're saying? Say again? It was easier than you thought it was going to be to make friends and learn English? Yeah. Why is it easier? Yeah? 100%. Yeah, because I'm leaving John's house. So it's like English all day, every day. Mm-hmm. So I learned like really fast. Yeah, definitely. And I, we should we should talk about your English for a little bit. I could not believe when you first got here... Like the progression of English. He knew he knew basically nothing when he first got here. He knew some words, but he couldn't speak. (laughs) Yeah, like (laughs) how are you? (laughs) Yeah, and it's like when you're learning, you it's one thing to understand words, and it's another thing to be able to string them together and actually speak. Yeah, and understand too. And understand that's actually the hard thing. I think having learned Portuguese is trying to understand people. At the speed that they talk. Yeah. Because yeah. people, t- native speakers, they talk very fast, you know? So it's hard to get the velocity that people are, are speaking at, you know? A hundred percent. I mean, like even learning Italian or and like Russian, like mm-hmm. when some of the guys from the gym start talking Russian with me, I'm just like, dude, you got to slow down now. Yeah. Like it's too much. I mean, with any language, but I mean, dude, look, you barely spoke English when you got here and now you're on a podcast. Like this is, yeah, it's crazy. crazy. You should yeah. be really, really proud of yourself. Your English it's is crazy. great. Thank you, bro. Yeah, that's great. So I have something funny for the guys. So when I, we, like, maybe December, me and two boys with Rodrigo, and Rodrigo say, hey, go buy some pizza for, like, dinner, you know, for me and two, and I say, let's go, Artu, and Artu say, bro, I don't know, we don't know too much English, you know, and we come inside, I forgot the name, that it's like orangey. Little Orange? Caesars? Yeah. Was it Little Caesars? Yeah, 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 yeah. Little Caesars. Yeah. So we try <laughs> buy we try buy one pizza, like pepperoni pizza. And I say, Hey, I have can I have one pepperoni pizza? And the guy say anything like uh pepperoni cheese and you have to say I think we buying two. I say now it's like half pepperoni, half cheese. And I have to know, I don't think so. I say, Yeah, yeah. Trust me, and I we just buy, and the guy come like two pizza. It's like my name wrong, you know, like crazy. And I, I go back to the guy, hey, professor, I did something wrong. I buy like I was to buy one, and I buy like two pizzas. Can you help me? So and now it's like crazy. I, I can, you know, drive by myself and do anything. Like my English is enough to survive over here, you know. Definitely, yeah. He got his driver's license. I yeah, yeah. That's cool. It's pretty impressive, dude. He drove here by himself. We didn't come at the same. We just got here at the same time. Oh wow! But he drove him by by himself. Yeah, you know yeah. when when you guys got your license, I was like, this is crazy. Like, yeah, I, that's like a lot to do. Yeah, like, to learn all the the stuff in that short of an amount of time. That's and, that's a lot. And it's a big thing for an American kid. Like when we get our driver's license. It's a big deal, you know. We're like excited. Everyone, it's a, everyone's like, "Whoa, you did you hear he got his license?" It's like, "Oh, nice. Wow." So, that's crazy that they came over here and and did that, you know. It's yeah, it's really insane. Like yeah. I, I I didn't even think that was going to be a possibility. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't know it was possible either. Bro, it's like little time and we did too many stuff, yeah, you know? A lot of stuff. Yeah. Like I learned too much. I teaching kids, you know, and make friends. Learning English is like crazy. It's like, I cannot believe that, you know? 
Yeah. It's, I mean, seriously it's impressive. Great. Like I yeah. see how much you're at the gym and how much, you know, you do stuff and it's like, it's nuts, dude. It's crazy. You work really hard. Yeah. yeah. So that's one thing then in Brazil, we do like jujitsu all day, you know, every day, all day, every day, like no Saturday, Sunday, no weekend, but all week, you know? And when I say that over here, the guys, oh, you sure? Really? You know, like it's different, no break, like train all day over here the guys don't don't do this like us in brazil you know but yeah we're working hard for you know getting better every day yeah that's i mean seriously impressive that shows why you guys are you know crazy good like when you when you guys came over here i was like these guys are like on another level i mean you tried to tell me you're like yeah these guys are really good dude yeah and, and you can't like picture it in your head until you see it and then it's just insane yeah, there's something about a, a kid who grows up doing something versus somebody who picks it up when they're an adult. You know, there's some your body grows uh, while you're learning to do something or while you're doing something. It's like your body uh, has it inside of your body. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Versus somebody who starts when they're 30, 40 years old. It's very hard, you know, and that's why I, it's very impressive when I when I see people stick to that. But there is something very different about kids when they start young and they train all day, you know, that they can develop an insane skill level. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, and, and you see that with like a lot of, of, you know, athletes from Brazil, like you guys have some of the best soccer players on the planet and like, you know, just in, in yes. every sport cycling now, like you guys are destroying it in cycling. <laughs> Well, you know why? It's super hilly in, in Brazil, right? There's well, lots. not just that. I'm saying you know why that so many good athletes come out of Brazil? They train every day? The reason is because in Brazil, there's not, not every kid can Sorry. say, not every kid can say, oh, I'm going to become a doctor, right? Because if you want to become a doctor, your parents have to have money to send you to private school, all these crazy schools. You have to be at a certain level already to become a doctor, to become a lawyer, to become all of these things. There's millions and millions of people who their only options are sports or you just do something small in your in your neighborhood where you're from and you never leave. You know, you get stuck there just doing something small, just surviving. You know, there is no way to if you have a dream to be a doctor or lawyer, you can. So the reason why there's so many athletes that come out of there is because when you have no other choice, you work yeah. very hard. Yeah, definitely. You, know? you work very, very hard because uh, there's no fallback. There's no plan B, you know. There's plan A and that's it. We have no plan B, no plan C. So they have to make plan A yeah. happen, you know. Dude, that's, that's funny because I wrote an essay about something like that recently. Immigrant mentality. That was the title of the essay. Uh-huh. And it's just, it's never been more true. Like, you know, you, you see people who have no other opportunity. This is like their only shot and they just do incredible stuff, mm -hmm. like truly incredible stuff. Mm -hmm. And it, it's just amazing to me how, you know, despite like all the hardships and stuff, you can still push yourself to, you know, have a goal and then achieve it. Like a lot of these kids, you know, including yourself, I believe, are, you know, achieving goals that are insurmountable to most people mm -hmm. yes so like he say if i wasn't wasn't doing jiu-jitsu 
I would be like working my neighborhood, like small thing for earning like little money, you know. So it's like, bro, if you have like opportunity, we like have to work hard for that, you know. It's like when I, when I Maxi Rodrigo say, ah, you have opportunity for travel and be there six months. So I just like start work hard, me and Arthur, you know, and now I'm here, you know, so it's like that. So I have a question. So when you guys all got the opportunity and probably this won't, this won't cause any problems to have this conversation in English because all the kids over there, they they won't hear this conversation, right? Because it's in English, right? Yeah. So what was the difference? Because not, and this isn't good or bad, you know, some, some kids, they just, they have other plans or they have other motivations, right? But when this opportunity came, did you and Artur say, hey, okay, let's do this. Me and you, let's do this. We're going to focus and we're going to do this. What was the difference between, because there was a difference between your and Artur's level of focus and some other people's level of focus. You don't have to say anybody's yes. name. You don't have to say anybody's name. But yeah. what was it that made a difference for you and Artur and your guys' level of focus? So we already was working hard, you know. Uh -huh. So we, it's like, Max always say the same thing. When the opportunity is coming, you have to be ready, you know. So we always work to be ready for the opportunity. So... Just when uh, the opportunity coming, like Max say to me, Arthur, we talk about that. So we just, yeah, we have the talk, me and Arthur, and just say, hey, let's go. You know, this is the time for this anything, you know. So let's go work. And we like, me and Arthur always, like, was the same gym, but not too close, like close friends. So we start to more talk more is like train more together you know like real partners so make the difference so if you try if you try going the same way and somebody don't want to be this way doesn't work you know we have to, the same the same road you know mm -hmm. so we did and worked so we start to train more and try see something in english but it's hard because it's hard to learn another language when you don't practice, you know? So yeah. we just learn in Brazil something today and tomorrow we forget, you know? So, but over here is, is different because I learned some new word today and can use it all week for practice, you know, and fixing my mind. So, yeah, we try like train and keep the focus into the travel, you know? So, yeah. Arthur is like really close friend to me. He helped me a lot in jiu-jitsu and everything, you know. So, yeah, just make the difference. My Fox and Arthur Fox like make the difference for travel. We have more kids there like in the same way, but it's like there we have too much stuff for like cut your focus, you know. Yeah, distractions. Like, yeah, like body and too much too many stuff, you know, and sometimes the guys, I don't know if the guys trust, like, Rodrigo just come to, to Max and say, hey, Max, I want to bring two guys and stay here six months. So, 
and come the pandemic so we we had like big break between the the travel and you know mm-hmm. so we had a big break and everybody like uh i don't know if it gonna happen you know mm-hmm. and it's happening we believe and just keep working and now you know i'm here and to is coming for do the same thing you know mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i remember i was uh I was with Rodrigo at Universal Studios. It was February 2020, right? And we had the kids out for Pan Kids. There was me and Rodrigo alone with 10 kids at Universal Studios. All 10 of the kids. And these kids are crazy kids, right? So we were having... I'll tell you what. we We were having so much fun because the kids... One thing, the kids are crazy kids, but they're good kids. They're smart kids and they respect us so they we, we were having a fun time but we were sitting there and and we were talking about our plans and we had our plan for the next year completely all written out right so this is february 2020 right so we know what we didn't know at the time what was going to happen two weeks later but we were having this conversation and we were so excited. I, I remember exactly where we were in Universal Studios, where we were in line. We were in line to get on the Simpsons ride. Okay. And I remember exactly. And we were having this conversation for the next year. We have everything planned out for the charity. So many good plans. And then two weeks later, boom, everything cut off, right? Everything. And we didn't, at that at the beginning it really shut down at the beginning like everybody stopped everything right and uh there was i started to feel i mean it we didn't have them come back again until december of 2021 basically 2022 so that's it was almost 2 years that nothing was happening and during that 2 years there was like 100% I imagine over there would be hard to say uh stay focused for those 2 years, you know? Because there was a, a long break and all those plans we had, we didn't get to do any of it. Um so that's why I asked him because I was curious what what made them able to maintain that motivation throughout that 2 years. Um and thank God we're back on the path and we're going to start uh doing all those the plans that we had. Um, like he said, our tour is coming back next week. Um, he's going to stay for six months with somebody else. Does Fabio know already that he's staying? He still yeah. doesn't know. Yeah. When is he going to know? I don't know. Maybe pro- <laughs> probably here. So, but he has to bring all his, his like cl- every, all his clothes. No, it's like Rodrigo buy something when I'm here to come like some clothes uh, cold stuffs uh-huh. and I will let you hear for him oh okay Sam, you know okay so it turns out one of these kids so imagine this right how unstable does your life have to be at home right where you can decide your move or where you can find out that you're moving to another country for six months while you're there already yeah. at the beginning your advance is zero days you're already here Dude. imagine what kind of life because how you couldn't do that no right you have a lot of you would have a lot of stuff you'd have to get in place right 100 percent, yeah but 
this kid, this is how much this opportunity is important to this kid. He can find out that he's going to stay here for six months while he's here. And he's going to say, okay, that's crazy. <laughs> that yeah. is really crazy. You <laughs> ask, you want to stay or you want to go back? They're going to say, I want to stay. Yeah. Uh, 100%. <laughs> Dude, yeah. that's so crazy. I mean, yeah, I can't even, That that's like seriously impressive. And the fact that you kept your motivation up for, you know, two years is like, that's insane. And I remember too, when everything got shut down in the beginning, dude, it was freaky. Mm -hmm. I was in Texas and we weren't sure if I was going to be able to come home. Right. They were like, Oh, oh you got to stay. And like, uh, you know, I, I was shelter in place. Right. And just I, for two weeks. Yeah. Just for two weeks, guys. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. But, um, it was nuts. Yeah. I, I don't know how you, you know, how you kept that motivation for so long. I think, I think a lot of people lost motivation throughout that time. I mean, oh, you know, dude, people were ridiculously overweight after, you know, the <laughs> pandemic and, you know, it got insane, man. People gained so much weight. People got depressed, started taking drugs, drinking more, suicide, beating kids, murder. Yeah. Crime went up like crazy. Yeah. You know, and imagine. So tell Joel, when Brazil, when the pandemic started, how did life change at home in Brazil? It's like my mom my mom is personal trainer, uh -huh. so she was doing online stuff, class online, you know. But I was in home like all day, nothing, you know. Just home, and I try, I try like watch some things, some move, but it's the same thing every day. And before the pandemic, I was training, and you know, working hard like right now, and then just. Boom, start like something crazy, you know. But it was so crazy there in Brazil. Everything expensive and nobody working like working like normal life, you know. So like great was crazy. Was so hard for everyone, you know. Did the community get more dangerous because people they became desperate because they didn't have any way to yeah. To survive. So they had to find a way to survive. Yeah. Right? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone like getting mad easier, you know, like it's like, why is crazy? Why is like really crazy? Too much people's dying. So yeah, in our world, it was crazy, you know, but in Brazil, I, I, I live there. So was harder than I imagined it when it started, you know. It was like one year, almost two, or two years, almost three, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, about two years. Yeah, about two years, and bro, it was crazy. The best two years for almost everyone, you know. So, over here was like bad. Over here was bad too, I mean, uh, especially... Uh, you know, and it's like everywhere where it was already bad, it just got worse, you know? So here, like, we're very lucky in Thousand Oaks, Westlake. It's not so bad, so it it's not going to get that much worse. Mm -hmm. But in a lot of areas where it was already really bad, it just gets much worse, you know? Yes. Yeah. So, like yeah. in Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy to me, like how I can't even imagine how it would be in Brazil, just like seeing the community change like that, you know, with the, you know, the whole pandemic and stuff. Because in L.A., like, 
dude, people are talking about how scary LA is. Like, you know, dude, it got bad. I mean, not just scary, but like, I remember I was uh, in LA for a bachelor party. Uh, you know, bachelor party. Just in a bachelor party for my friend. Uh, and, uh, we were in Venice and Venice, you know, it's had, it has homeless people, but it, yeah. it's not, uh, you know, ridden. Like it's not like, uh, skid row. Right. But dude, there were blocks of the road that you couldn't even walk on the sidewalk. Yeah. It was literally like tent towns. Yeah. It was gnarly. I know exactly what you're talking about. I saw it too. And like, dude, I went with freaking Boyko the other day to downtown LA. We went to, um, well, it's not really downtown. It was Westwood. It was uh -huh. like, you know, a nicer part too. Uh -huh. uh, and dude, like seven or eight homeless guys walked past us in a period of like five minutes. And I, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, dude, yeah, this is crazy. Yeah. Right in Bre in Westwood, Brentwood, like the nicest, like the most, like, a one bedroom, you're paying like four grand a month for a one bedroom <laughs> apartment there. And there's people the streets are just filled with tents. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. It's really wild. I don't know. Uh, someone was asking me actually like the other day about what, what this, they, I think a good solution is that I don't know what it is, but regardless. Uh, so then imagine in these areas of Brazil where uh, they're already like not official government coded areas. It's kind of just like the wild west. Right. So there's no, there's no, like the government's not required to, the government doesn't do their water pipes. The government doesn't do their electricity. The yeah. government, it's the people who live there who take care of all that stuff. So imagine now the government is, was how, how much we felt our government was failing us during that time. Imagine that situation where the government already doesn't help them. And yeah. then during the, during coronavirus, it's even worse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude, that had to be nice. that had to be so crazy. Yeah. My yeah. God. Give me give me two seconds, guys. Back. Sorry, I had to check something real quick. Um Yeah, so you know, I like I said, I was amazed how how you know the pandemic kind of hit the US. I I think it's just, you know, insane to imagine in Brazil. Like I knew in Italy it was bad because I, I kinda, you know, keep close ties in Italy and stuff and you know, they said kind of similar things, but Italy in, in general is like, you know, pretty well off. Right. And, you know, even even they were freaking out. They're like, you know, all the grandmas are dying. And you right. know, it's like it was crazy. I think Italy was just hit hard more with death rather than like economic failure. Well, part of the thing with Italy was um, COVID killed mostly older folks. And Italy's average uh, age was like 15 years higher than us. Yeah. So. I mean, that just makes sense, you know? Um, so they had a larger portion of their population dying because they were a generally older population in general. Yeah. And I mean, you have like six or seven people living in a really small apartment together mm -hmm. and, you know, in most of Italy, that's kind of how yep. it is. You live with your grandparents. Exactly. And and they don't uh, require as much, they culturally don't use as much space as we do. Oh no, not at all. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like when I went there, I couldn't believe how how small everything was. Right. And that first of all, when you go anywhere, you're immediately known as the fat American. Yeah. Even if you're not fat, everyone thinks you're fat. They say that you. They they say that they know that you can see an American <laughs> just by the way he acts. Yeah. 
they say because they're they go to another country and they act like this is actually a uh, Patrice O'Neill. You know Patrice O'Neill? He's a comedian. I do. Yeah, yeah. He has a bit where he goes, Americans go to other countries and they call other people foreigners in their country. <laughs> so they go to France and they'll be like, man, I'm so tired of being around all these foreigners. <laughs> it's like, bro, you're in their country, bro. And so they say that just the way you carry yourself. Uh, yeah, people can tell that you're an American. A hundred percent. And like, dude, when when we went, like, we did a nice tour. Like, it was a pretty cool tour. And uh, you know, we had some like super crazy rich people who did this tour. It was it was kind of a sleeper. It was really well rated and stuff. Yeah. And dude, they were the most obnoxious people on the yeah. planet, and I couldn't believe it. Like, I knew I stuck out like a sore thumb, uh-huh. mainly because of my appearance. I don't look that Italian. I I really look Russian, to be honest. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But no, it was crazy. Like these people were insane. They were like demanding things they were like why don't you speak english yeah like oh my god (laughs) dude yeah that's uh if you're gonna go to another person's country don't expect them to know your language yeah you know it's not their it's not their responsibility to speak everyone's freaking language right you know what's that like in in brazil like do is there a lot of english speaking or there no not really it's not one of those countries where like if you go to uh, Germany, everyone's going to speak English in Germany because that's the second language. They learn it in school. Yeah. Right? Sweden too. Right. But in Brazil, unless you went to like private college, a lot of like these people who went to private school and stuff, they, they will speak some English, but most people, uh, who just went through the public school system, they won't mm. speak English. Mm. Wow. Public, public, public school. They try teach English, but nobody care about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what so, is what is I'm your... not, not proud about that. I like if I like long time ago for me it's better learning before I come to America, but I didn't, you know? Yeah. And you already said it's hard to learn something and remember it. Because you learn today, you forget tomorrow. Yeah, true. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's entirely different. But like when I went to school, I was racing mountain bikes and stuff. And I just didn't care about school. Yeah. Like, I, And so now I'm like having to pick up the pieces of that because I want to be a doctor. So like, you know, it, it's crazy. Like I didn't care anything about school. Like I almost yeah. failed. I almost failed high school. Yeah. And, you know, I had to pick all that up later. And so I, I, I kind of share your regret for not caring about it. Yeah, man, it's, uh, school is not fun. No, no. You know, there's nothing fun about school and you have to, the kids who are, do really well in school, I find there's always the diamond in the rough kid. There's this special kid who just knows he's very disciplined and he knows it's important and he does his work. But the majority of kids who do well in school, it's because their parents are riding their ass the whole time. Yeah. It's because the parents are like this. On them. That's why most kids don't care. Kids get good grades because they're afraid their parents will be mad if they don't get good grades. That's usually the reason why. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I, I, I knew like I got away with it so much. Like when I was younger, I didn't care. Like I was like, oh, my parents aren't going to be that yeah. bad. Yeah. You know, I'm not worried about it. Yeah. So I, I just stopped caring. And like, dude, I, I thought I was going to race mountain bikes for the rest of my life. So yeah. glad I didn't. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're a kid, you think, I think. I don't know what I thought I was going to be when I was crocheting 16, 17. 
No, no, that was always just a that was always just a hobby. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. Anyways, okay, yeah. So, Joao, like, do you want to do you want to talk a little more about your your upbringing and and kind of explain that to people? Like, obviously, it's you know incredibly different in America. Like, what was your school like, and you know your home? Uh, my your childhood. Hmm? Like your crazy man to your childhood. Uh huh. Bro. Yeah, it's crazy. So I cannot believe it. it's like crazy. Like that, you know, nobody my nobody my family speak English, I think. You know. Almost nobody I think nobody travel like for another country, you know. I'm first th- people in my family, you know. The first one I I think. But it's crazy. Like now, I feel responsibility for don't make something wrong, because it's like everyone in Brazil looking to me right now, you know, and trying come to the same thing that I'm doing over here. So make me. It's like Rodrigo. If Rodrigo do something wrong, we have like thirty students there, forty, fifty. Doesn't doesn't matter, you know. So he has to keep like on the right way, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like that in Brazil. It's like, bro, one hundred kids was dead the last time, almost right. So it's like one hundred kids looking to me, to Arthur, and you know, somebody else. So, bro, it's like just change my life, like five months, six months, change my life. Like I learn English. I I hope then I keep this way. I will, but if I don't like, I don't know, don't train more jiu-jitsu or anything, I can get like really good work over there because I have English, I have something for, you know, getting better. So it's like, it's different. Uh, mm, if you have English, you have like almost out the way, you know, so make it much easier for you Get something like uh, some really good work, you know. So, bro, it's like changed my life. G six months, like I learn about everything. I know how to teach better class now, you know. So, I know how make new friends better. I was so shy in Brazil when uh, he first came to Brazil. He didn't speak Portuguese, but I. You know, I was shy. I was like so quiet over there, you know. And now jujitsu, everything, the travel make me talk more because I have to learn, you know. I don't put in my mind, ah, if I want, I will learn English. No, I have to, you know. So, and I am learning like fast, really fast because I was here like three months ago. We can't talk like that. You know, you cannot talk like that. So, like, change my life six months, bro. It's like uh, two years experience, you know. So it's like like double experience. Weekend. Double XP. Double. <laughs> <laughs> it's double XP weekend, baby. Yeah. yeah, all day. It's double XP so, weekend. You know what it is. Uh, so when you were like, uh, let's say like six, seven, eight. Let's say, no, let's say 10 years old, right? What did you think you were going to do when you were an adult? 
soccer player. Soccer player. And okay. Brazilian, yes, know? but Everyone did you? There. But did you have any like? Uh, was there ever? Okay, let me ask a different question. Was there ever a time in your life when you thought that you were going to have like a normal job? You know, like, uh, and what job did you think that that was going to be? I don't know, bro. I just, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think about, but maybe probably try the same thing than my mom or my dad, you know, because uh -huh. dad is, is like this, you know. So if your mom is like personal trainer, you're going to try do the same because you have somebody to help you uh -huh. or Something like that, some star from your family, you know. But I don't know. Probably my mom, like personal train, something like that, you know. So, but it's funny because I start so early, like try uh, become athlete, you know, mm -hmm. like professional athlete. So yeah. I start so early, like, and in my neighborhood, almost everyone know me. Because my family, or, or like ah the guy then do jujitsu, uh -huh. the guy from jujitsu. So, because bro, like ten years old, twelve, you know, ten years old, you know, but twelve, thirteen, everyone like was playing, was playing soccer. I keep como é que se fala soltar pipa? Uh, flying a kite. Okay. Flying yeah, kites yeah. in the street. They yeah, have yeah. these little kites yeah, that they you know? fly in the street. So doing like kids things for having fun, you know. And I was training my mind in, you know, travel and getting better every day. Because when we start in 2017, uh, I did my first travel like 14 years old or 13, you know. Something like that for come to pen kids. So, and I was trained like six months and Max talked to my father about that. And he like say, oh, if he, he keep the fox, he can travel and do some championship over there. So I start like so early my foxing, you know. But before I starting Max, you know, Max G, before that, probably just soccer or i don't i didn't think about nothing like that you know work or something like that jc was having fun how did you find how did you find max so yeah my max already already living no max was living the same street than my dad and we have some where some, is this this street uh, is there we call rua 13 it's okay. like loteamento. It's like some small. So I born in Mapuá. Mm -hmm. It's one street, like big, small street, but we have some place there like Bela Vista, loteamento, uh, Rua P, some different, you know, place over there. And my dad's from loteamento, and Maxi was there like a long time ago. And we have some friends. Gilberto, you remember Gilberto? I don't think so. Yeah, so Gilberto, now he he's in Canada. Okay. He's living in Canada. But he started training with Max when Max started the project. He, I was just doing soccer or something like that. 
And my dad said, hey, let's go back to Jiu-Jitsu. And I know some place. My my dad already knew Max, you know. But I, I just knew about from my dad. And then I started to train there. How old were you? 18. 18? When you started to train? No, no, no. In When you Max, met Max, yeah. Yeah, 12. 12, okay. 12, 11 to 12, you know. Yeah. Because I do... I do birthday in December. Okay. So it's like I was 11 to 12. I start like April, something like that. He started the project, I think, uh, I don't know, March, you know, but I start in like April, June, like something, two months after he started the project. And like when you started to do it, did you really like it? Yes. I, I did before Max. I started like six years old, you know, but I stopped and got some break. Like I stopped with nine years old. I started in some gym in my neighborhood, like, and I stopped with nine years old and give some break like to 11 and go back in max. So yeah, I like it. Like, it's like when I start it's for me, grow, you know, do something because I was just playing on the street and just, you know, doing like some stupid shit. And then I start training jiu-jitsu, you know. Yeah. And and, and because my, my cousin also, because my cousin starts first than me and my mom's, you know, see, and, oh, let's go start training jiu-jitsu also. And we start in some gym from my neighborhood, like, no small, but... It's like good gene, you know, good teacher there, but I stopped because just for, you know, I don't know why, but it's God. I stopped and started Max after and now I'm here, you know. Yeah, that's, so, it all worked out. Yes. It all worked out. And when you started doing it again, like when you were 12, were you doing it like every day? No. We just had to train like Tuesday, Thursday, mm -hmm. and we started Friday also. So like three days, but... When uh, Maxi say, hey, we, you can travel, you can fight on the USA, I start to try training in another jeans like his friends and in Zinho. So, like, it's morning, everything, you know. When I, I was in the school, on the school, I was training, you know. Uh, so... Tell him about, so you said that it was only Tuesday, Thursday, the, the project, right? But tell him about, because right now he sees the gym, right? The project, right? Yeah. Tell him about what it was when, back then, when it first started. Not even the church, before the inside, right? Because you were inside the church at the end. Yeah, it was. But outside. first, yeah. So tell him about that. So it was like, when I... So we have some place in the church. It's like, church is like big, you know. And on the the front of the church, we put the mats over there and train just on the on the floor, like on put the mats on the floor, like small mats. It's like a courtyard so, area. It's outside. Wow. Yeah, it's outside. Yeah. So it's like twenty kids already was training like that. And when I ran, picture. 
so I can show you. Go ahead. Mike just kind of told me about this, but that's that's crazy. Yeah, when I starting, when I was starting rent, we just moved to some place like smaller, and we can just do two partners, maybe like I don't know, ten mats, like small mats, you know. So it's it's crazy now. I can see like the kids, the support that they have in Brazil. It's like bro, crazy, you know. When I start, we like Max doing like very well, you know, with the kids. It's like crazy. When we start was no bad, like, but it was harder than today. And today, if some kid come like no gi and no money, anything like that, Max can help you too much, you know. And he, Max, he changed my life is changing like too many lives over there in Kurisika, you know. So it's crazy. So it's really now it's great. You know? Yeah. I mean I can't believe you started, you know, that way. That's that's insane. I mean Yes. That's yeah, it's and I've seen the gym now. Like the the gym out there, it's really nice. Like I, I see the you know the Instagram yes. posting and stuff. Yeah. It's I think it's crazy. What uh João, what uh Tell us a little bit about how the community over there sees Max. So he's the he's the guy, you know. For me, for everyone, he's Como é que fala idol? The idol, yeah. Yeah, he's But idol. Uh, I'm talking all of Curicica, like uh, the people who don't train even, just the neighborhood. How do they see Max? Because he's If hero, you know bro. Max, if you know Max, it's impossible if Max lives in your city. You're gonna know him who he is. Yeah. Wow. It's impossible. Yeah. You're gonna know him. He's not gonna be able to when he walks down the street. I'm trying. It's impossible to not see the guy. Wow. The energy. He has yeah. he has energy where he commands attention. I've I've seen him on, on some of the posts that you guys did when you were when you were there. And uh-huh. he, he looks like a like a like a magnet. He is he is a one of a kind guy. Yeah. There's nobody like Max. There's only one Max. Wow. 100%. Yeah, I've heard you, know? you guys have spoken very highly of him like a, in the, you know, in the gym and stuff like in in class. Yeah, I hope I get to meet him. He seems like a nice dude. He's a great man and he is the perfect person to be in that situ- in that position that he is over there. Because he's yes. he's the perfect person for 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 that. And that's a, a Bro, hard he's, task. He's like a hero for everyone over there, you know. That's awesome. He's changing lives. So like really really changing you know yeah so it's crazy he's big in the community over there you don't you can't find one yeah, okay I'm trying he's trying to find a picture of them when they were outside i can i can put it up after if, yeah. you, if you find it and send it to me i can just put it up yeah on the yeah, video. yeah totally you that's, you're like gonna put it in the thing yeah they, it'll just pop up on the screen <laughs> nice nice that's my dad buying <laughs> Coca-Cola for those of you. Yeah. That ah, have. yes. It actually is Coca-Cola. It was literally a two liter bottle of Coca-Cola. <laughs> I have two right outside. I know. I saw. I know Joao likes Coke. And the Gatorades. Oh, yeah. I'm died today. Anyways, uh, mm. Joao will find that photo. Yeah, and then I'll put it up. You guys will have already seen okay. it by now. So, so Joao, like, what are, what are your plans for the future? Like, what do you, what do you see yourself five years United States, Brazil, wherever. Bro, I like in five years, I want to be like mm, 
enough to to help my family and everything, you know. I want to be like good enough to help my family, but I I want to move it to America. So the opportunity here is like much better than Brazil. And if I can move and get some work and anything like that, I can help my family like 100%. So and it's funny because in Brazil we we don't have uh, MMA stuff in my gym, you know, just like no gear wrestling, something like that. But uh, we don't have like striking. And when I move here and I start to see the guys training MMA and doing sparring, uh, special camera, you know. So make me excited for start MMA. And now I put in my mind that I want to be MMA fighter, you know. But not right now, like maybe five, ten years, I don't know. But make me excited for try for push myself for G side, you know. So before, it's like my my mind just changing now because I am living, I'm living different world now. So before, I just wanted to be like champion, really big champion, ah, uh, the famous guy from Jiu Jitsu, you know. But right now, I don't care about like world championship i care like i want to fight but my my goal now is like help the kids in project and help rodrigo and getting bigger every day for myself like my english my works and like fight for a kid everything like that so uh, become like good teacher and can help the guys like rodrigo is doing max you know so before i wanted to be like big champion but i i have things more important than be like really big champions you know i have people in my side that need help need my help and then i want to to be ready for help everyone i don't care more about like be the best guy from world you know but when i was kid everyone when I was kid like feel something like if you want to play soccer you go feel like I I want to be like Messi, you know, Lionel Messi or Neymar, you know, doesn't matter. So I was like, uh, I want to be better than Bushesha, you know, better than <laughs> Leandro Lowe. But right now, I just want to be better than João was yesterday, you know. That's a great attitude to have. Yeah. And and I think that's part of the reason, you know, why you're going to be really successful. Because, like, you you know, you have, like, the foresight. You know, yeah. like when, when COVID happened, you were like, I'm still going to train. I'm still going to work hard. I know the same thing's going to happen for, you know, whatever you want to do. Mixed martial yes. arts, you know, being a champion, helping people like that's all that'll all come with the, the mindset you have a hundred percent. So just, you know, it's a matter of time, dude. Bro, I'm so grateful for everything. So it's like, I feel that my feeling right now, everyone have to, to feel this maybe just one time, you know, is enough to everyone, like, so I feel if I'm doing right now, I can help somebody do the same thing, you know, it's not like, probably for the guys over here, it's not a big deal, what I'm saying, but for us in Brazil, bro, it's like 100 kids, when we start on the project, probably now, just like three kids, 10 kids, then start like, on the, the beginning. Yeah, on the beginning. So, bro, 
and it's like if you we can save 10 kids from 100 is like great job so and i feel then i have to help max and rodrigo anybody to do that you know camera anyone so i feel then now i am like really influencer guy from the kids in brazil so i have to to be like ready for help the kids there and for helping everything like when i i i will be back soon here so when i i come back i want to help the the kids then come with me or the people doesn't matter for getting the same english than me like learning english learning how is the life over here you know make it easy for him then what is it to me make sense what i mean yeah definitely so it's like rodrigo say for me like when he he first come was hard for him and he making easier for me and Arthur and anyone then come so i want to keep this work you know just when i move here and just start working with rodrigo cameron change it change my life like 100 i become like the guy then i want work for for the fight for a kid like getting better getting bigger like five guys over here for you know so yeah anyway you know that's that's amazing you know like seriously yeah that's that's awesome and i, I think um I think, you know, to kind of speak on what you were saying, how, you know, it's it's getting easier and easier for the people coming here. You know, you made a lot of friends. Like, everybody at the gym loves you. I don't know yeah. a, a single person who doesn't. And, like, when you guys came, like, I remember when everybody, you know, showed up to compete, it was hard for, you know, to, to talk with people and, and to communicate. And now, you know, you can be that bridge for anyone who comes here. You know, yeah, you, you get to introduce, hey, this guy's cool. Yeah. You know, don't don't talk to this guy. No. <laughs> yeah. Don't do the private chief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, it's, uh, that's, it's, he doesn't even understand how, I mean, the first one's the hardest. Me and Rodrigo, where we talked about how the first time, it's like the proof of concept. So you have to work it all out. There's a lot of rough edges you have to smooth out. Um, but now we have a formula now. We know how it's going to go. We know where it's going to, there's going to be difficulties where there's going to be, uh, rough spots. And, uh, you know, now the next kid that comes, it's going to be that much easier. Like you said, it's going to be easier every single time. And before we know it, who knows what it's, what it's going to grow into. Um, we're doing our best to, um, stay creative and always try to think of new ideas and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, it's gonna, who knows where it'll be in five years, 10 years and how, how exactly we'll have streamlined bringing these kids over here and giving them this opportunity. But I'd say with Joao, it's been a big success, I believe. Yeah. You know, a hundred percent. It could have, it could have, you know, uh, people have been saying, especially, you know, I've been there to support Rodrigo, but I have to say that he is the one with, you know, the heart. Like, first of all, I've never met a more selfless person in my life in the sense that the guy, he never asks for anything ever. You know, he is the, he provides value, all the value, you know, 
he's constantly bringing value to the table and never taking it away. Um, so he's the one who is, uh, is the mastermind behind it all, has the heart and has the belief and says, you know what, we're going to do this. And people have been calling him crazy for years. I'm telling you, I, I can't tell you how many people I've heard when we say, when he says what he plans on doing and they go, okay, they're kind of like, you're going to bring two kids here for six months. Like what, for what, isn't that going to be, isn't that a lot of, there are a lot of liability there. Isn't there a lot of, uh, you know, risk, um, but he does it. So, uh, my money's on Rodrigo, man. Yeah. He's, he's the right risk to put the bet on for sure. My money is always on Rodrigo. I'm yeah. always going to bet on, on him always. And dude, I mean, you know, I, I've seen how selfless he is and how much he, he really cares for, for other people. And it, it's really crazy. Like, you know, you can't really explain it. You kind of have to see it. And, you know, just like talking to him all, he's, he's just a great guy, you know, like 100%, probably one of the better humans I've ever met in my life. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, it's out of doubt. It's crazy how much he, he does for people. Like it's, it's insane. Yeah. And he never asks for anything back ever. No, he never yes. asks for anything. He's always giving always. He never asks for anything. Even when he deserves to say, no, it's my turn for something for me. He doesn't do it. Yeah. You know? always gives yeah always. And, and dude i mean i can't even imagine like i came in pretty late in in terms of like you know the whole charity and, and stuff like that i came in relatively recently in the past 2021 yeah. yeah 2021 was when i started training so you know just seeing like even now the progression from when i started to now it's crazy like you know how much stuff i hear is going on and you know you know now now i know joao and, and Artur, and i'm gonna meet more people i assume and, it, yeah. and it's just, it's insane. Like, you know, if, if I, if you told me that like <laughs> two years ago. That picture is funny. Sorry, bro. This was the first travel. I, no, not the first one, but me, Artu, me, Kawan, Fabio was sleeping with Max. His car, we was he's going still on, to. He's still on the hunt SP. to try to find this photo of, that's what he's been doing this whole time. Oh, really? He's yeah. trying to find this photo. Bro, forget about the photo. <laughs> We'll find it later uh, and look, you can look. send it to him. <laughs> this is a photo of the first travel. Juwan was smart enough to to cover his face. We'll send you these photos. Cool, cool. I'll put uh, yeah, I'll put them up. Just, yeah, just every photo you find, Juwan, no one can see these photos. It's just me and you that can see these photos right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. All yeah, right. So. I will I will put them up. But okay. uh, yeah, it's uh you know it's just insane. How, how, if you told me about this whole thing, you know, bringing kids over, like I wouldn't have believed it at all like yeah at all it sounds like uh for it's like for what you know yeah and it's like how oh there there's a good one all right check this out oh mm. you can you can you can pull it off like uh okay did they know yeah so that was where they started whoa yeah <laughs> yeah oh my god that's how it started so there's the photo right there bro save that screenshot it or whatever Wow. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's so you can put it in the video. I, I put a screenshot of it. That's how it started, bro. So it's humble beginnings, you know, Dude. that's that's called humble beginnings right there. I, I, that's I even. Know, I know, <laughs> that, 
that's even that's even crazier to me now dude because like when i got into jujitsu like there's so many barriers to entry mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable you're in another dude's crotch like you know whatever you gotta buy a gi you, uh, yeah and and i'm in an air-conditioned nice gym that's clean yeah all the time. i can't even imagine yeah man that's what i'm saying is uh it's humble beginnings so we've come a long way yeah that's that's insane dude um joao i, w- I want to ask you what was winning a thousand dollars like at cameron's <laughs> fight <laughs> it was amazing can we yeah. lay the context here yeah 100 yeah, i was going to i just okay, i just go ahead to... you just get just just tell the the scene of how this because how did this how, how did this occur so so cameron had a fight which was incredible by the way thank you and he had a ton of support everyone was there our basically our entire gym was there which like, i was extremely grateful for and even like <laughs> some of your you know childhood friends showed up it was yeah it was crazy dude <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah i couldn't believe how many people were there <laughs> yeah dude i i felt very loved that day dude yeah, you are and and what was even crazier was we're all sitting we're, we're waiting for your fight I, i'm pretty sure you were the next card like, i'm pretty certain you were the next one uh and we hear this announcer Okay, guys, so we're going to do this raffle now. And he's like, Joao Gabriel, Joao Gabriel, please come to the front stage. And I'm like, what, did Cameron just call him up because he wants (laughs) him to be by the ring or Uh like what's going on? Uh And I just like you said this to me, you said, I've always thought these raffles are fake. Like I always thought they were 100% fake. Yeah. But then Joao goes up there and this guy has a microphone and he's got a thousand dollars and he's just, he's, he's saying, you know, I don't even know this guy. The, the way he introduced Joao was so weird. Yeah. He, he's like, he said, Hey, I don't know how to say your name, yeah. but you'll get $1,000. Yeah. <laughs> just say like that. He's and, and like the whole room lit up because, because we, we all knew the situation. You know, you're the one kid in the entire room who deserves yeah. the money. And, yeah. and like, it's crazy how you got it. Yeah. Dude, it was crazy. Everyone was freaking out after when you found out, you know, you were super stoked. Dude, I was more happy about that than the fight. Yeah. Uh, the fight was great. But when I found out he won a thousand dollars, I was like, you got to be kidding me. I didn't win any money. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he got more money than anyone at the event. probably. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, dude, it was it was insane. Like, you know, he won this thousand dollars in a raffle, which just like you, I thought were all fake. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, what what was that like? Like when you got up there and, and the guy, did you know what was happening when you were walking up there? Yeah, yeah, I knew because, bro, they put some QR code on the TV and they say, ah, we go draw $1,000. And I just try one time and I say, ah, fuck, you know, <laughs> this <laughs> bullshit. And then Alex say to me, like, eh, let's try. Nobody's doing, look around, nobody's doing, nobody's trying, let's do it. And I say, Ah, bro, I don't know. And he just take my phone and did, you know? Alec? Me, Alec. Whoa, yeah. I didn't Classic, know that. Dude. And then Alec is... He's the best, guy. bro. Yeah, he's the best. He's a great guy. He's like, he did for me. And I just, yeah, okay. And I did like, I have to... To uh, tag... I have to tag like... I had to tag three peoples. Like, any people, you know? Mm-hmm. And I did like 20 peoples. Like, ah... If I'm doing, I'm try, you know. Yeah. So, I did, and the guy, I just was talking to Billy, and the guy just say like, I don't know how to say your name, blah, blah, and Billy just looked to me and he ah, you know. Yeah. And the guy just say John Gabriel, uh, no way, and I feel like uh, I don't know, I don't know if I go, and I was like, 
go no you know yeah bro i don't know why it's crazy i just when he gave me the money I just was like he it's just handed real. him a wad of a thousand dollars. Yeah, dude, I think <laughs> I have a video of you walking up there and getting it on my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was so, dude. I, I was like, there is no way this is happening, dude. Man, bro, it was crazy. It's like funny now. It's funny, but I was the same one day before his fight. I was like, Rodrigo say, hey, let he say to me also, hey, come with me before we go get some room and after you go to my fight you and rodrigo the guys go stay in my coach you know doing coach stuff and i say ah okay but rodrigo say hey i we cannot go like both one because we have to somebody have to teach the class and i say ah okay and i was like ah i wanted to be with karen you know and then Rodrigo say, hey, come earlier, then we can put you on the coach thing, like put the... Como é que fala? The wristband, yeah. Yeah. And then I say, ah, okay, and Alec cannot go like earlier than we did. Like everything was happening for me getting $1,000, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, you know? Yeah. And then I almost give up and Alec say, hey, no, let's do it. And I say, ah, okay. Let's do it. And bro, it was crazy. I don't yeah. know. And I was so happy with $1,000. And I did, I got before his fight, like I got the money, like you run to the, to the place for watch his fight, you know, mm -hmm. me and Alec. And he just killed the guy, you know. <laughs> he did kill a guy. Yeah. But just briefly before we get into Cameron killing a guy. This dollar store Tony Ferguson, by the way. Oh, uh, give the guy some respect. No, bro. he's he he was he, he was good. He's all right. Give him uh, some respect. Um, but yeah, like, what? How much money is that in Brazil? Like j five thousand. Well, like what? What would five thousand do? Huh. Like how far does that go in yeah. Brazil? Yeah, it's like, mm, like, I cannot buy one car, one house, something like that, you know. But it's helping, bro, too much, you know. Mm -hmm. I. I never had five thousand, like for myself for help my family. Probably I never had one thousand for help my family, like in money, you know, in my bank account, never, you know. And then, bro, I was talking to Alec before his fight, like Friday, Friday or Saturday after class. I was in Nike West Lake, the Nike and, store. Yeah, just looking around, and I say to Alec, uh. Before I leave, I'm gonna try save some money for buy something for my sister, and I was like zero money, like zero, like, <laughs> and then I just get one thousand dollars, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and bro, uh, crazy, it was crazy. It's so cool. I was, bro, I was so happy, like <laughs> in his fight, I was like so happy for one thousand dollars and so happy about his fight, and. I cry. Ugh. It was a good day. Dude, huh? We, good we day. all did, yeah. bro. We all did. Like that was genuinely like one of the better days I've had in like the last ten years. Like, oh, and, really? and, and yeah, just for like everybody, you know, I like love that man. Everybody won. Like nobody, yes. nobody from our family lost. Yeah, it was insane. It was a great day. Everyone was yeah. happy at the end of the night. It was an emotional roller coaster. I'll tell you that, bro. It was. And you know, speaking of of uh, of 
that whole event, you know, what, what's this new look about? I, I love it. <laughs> so, uh, I love it. People were saying, so this is like, obviously I love all those, uh, Dagestani fighters, right? Yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah. They're, they're unbelievable. Um, and my style, like I kind of try to model my fighting style off of those guys, uh, from the grappling perspective. So, uh, and also I'm Persian too. So this is like, I'm not the first person in my family to have a facial hair like this. You know, this is not a Dagestani facial hair. This is a Muslim facial, facial hair. Right. It's, uh, so, uh, you know, it, uh, it doesn't look weird on me. Like, I feel like it, it fits me. Uh, you know, it's like, it fits me culturally too. A hundred percent. And it gives, and it, it's like, it gives me, I, when I look at myself in the mirror, I, I kind of like, know I'm in that zone. So I have another fight in two weeks. So, you know, until when that's over, probably I'll shave it, you know, but until then <laughs> I'm in the zone. Yeah. Uh, you know dude, hundred percent. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like your war paint. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, that's exactly. That's a perfect analogy. Yeah. It's like, you know, everyone has their thing to kind of get focused and, and in the zone and just, you know, stay samurai as, as exactly. you would say. My haircut, the hair, short haircut. Last time, if you look at the last video when I was here, I had no facial hair or maybe some like scruff, scruff. and long hair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, longish. Yeah. Yeah. It was style. like you're like you're. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. it's the opposite now. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. It, it, you know, it was so funny. Like uh, when you walked in with that, like I will never forget. Like that <laughs> that night, I think it was open mat. Yeah, it was it was Friday open mat, and I saw you in the corner. I turned around. I was like, "Is that Hamzat, bro? <laughs> Did he just walk into our gym?" I know, and, and we, I couldn't it, believe it. It doesn't dude. help that we actually kind of like have a similar, like we kind of look similar. Your too. physiques look similar too. You yeah. had your shirt off, and you were just standing over. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Like, it was <laughs> yeah. the weirdest shit ever. Yeah, you guys are very similarly built. And yes. whoever hooked you up with the fade and the facial haircut, they did you a good it job. It was actually Spencer, uh, the guy who's been training with us. Uh, he's the barber guy. Anyways, he oh, he's wow. been, he started training with us a few weeks ago. Uh, so shout out to Spencer because Corey wasn't available. Dude, he he hooked you up. Nice. That 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 turned out sick. Yeah, I was happy with it. Yeah, I I I didn't know for sure. I told Joan like a couple weeks before. I was like, man, I think I'm gonna cut my hair for the fight. And he was like, no, bro. He was like, dude, your hair is like long. It's cool how it is. Leave it how it is. And I I, I decided I was like, no, I'm gonna go all in. So the first thing I did was I shaved the the mustache first and i saw just this and i said okay i'm gonna shave my head now so then i went and i shaved my head and the both together shaving the mustache and shaving the head i looked at myself and i was like "Ooh!" i was like this is the this is the vibe for the day that's the look 100 yeah it was it was pretty funny and and to to talk about and you ended up pulling the look off pretty well thank you uh to talk about your fight, what was what was your first fight like? Like I was there for you know pretty much the whole thing, obviously. Uh -huh. But like, what was it for you? Uh, it was a very uh, trying. It was a difficult process because um, the way it turned out was I was planning. I I was planning to fight in this fight in two weeks, and uh, so I was got all my medicals done, and I was in the pool of active cleared fighters 
And then I got a call. I was coming out of Trader Joe's, right? And I remember I was walking into Trader Joe's that day and I said, man, I feel great. I was like, I wish I could fight today because I don't know if I'm going to be able to maintain this sort of energy for another, at the time it would have been four weeks or six weeks or something like that, right? So I had that thought and then literally within 10 minutes, I'm walking out of Trader Joe's and I get a text from somebody that says, hey, this is uh, Alondria. Her name is Alondria. She was the promoter. This is Alondria. We had a pull out. Uh, would you want to fight in 10 days? And I was like, man, I literally just had the thought. I was like, this is like uh, fate. And then uh, it made me nervous to think, because I was prepared to fight in four weeks, but 10 days is like, oh, like four weeks and 10 days is a big difference in terms of your mental preparation. 100%. So, and physical too. Exactly. So it made me nervous. And I was like, oh man, like I have to do it now. Because if I get nervous and I don't do it, then that means that I was scared, right? Nervous doesn't mean scared. Nervous is only scared if you run when you get nervous. But so I said, I can't be scared. I have to go do it now. So I texted Rodrigo and Rodrigo said, bro, if you, if you want to do it, I'm with you. Let's go. So we went, uh, the weight cut, everything was good. The, most trying thing for me was checking in at 3 p.m. and not getting stepping into the cage until 9 p.m. Mm. So you're cooking in the back for six minutes or six hours just thinking, exp imagining the fight for six hours sitting there waiting, 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 waiting. Your mind starts to, like in jujitsu, you weigh in, you go to the, the, they call it the focus area, right? And uh, maybe you wait there 15, 20 minutes and you go fight, right? Yeah. Bro, imagine if you had to sit there for six hours. That right? might not be good for me. It makes you crazy. You start <laughs> to- this fight, why is one minute, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Six hours just think about. Yeah. yeah. Six hours thinking about the fight, being scared, confident. Scared, confident. Scared, confident. Back and forth like this. Doom, yeah. doom, doom, doom. doom. <laughs> and- uh. And then, but slowly slipping into the zone, like, uh, where you, I finally got to a point when I stepped in there and Rodrigo said to me, he said, this is your show. He said, everyone came here to watch you. This is your show. And I put in my mind, I said, this is my show. I said, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to make this entertaining. And that's when I, I lost my fear. I said, okay, you know what? At the end of this, regardless of what happens, people are going to say, whoa, bro, that was fun to watch. You know, maybe I lose, but it's going to be fun to watch, you know, and I'm going to go and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I, I trust in my training. I'm going to go get this guy, you know, and, uh, man, it was kind of, uh, kind of a blur. Uh, it all kind of happened on instinct. There were like little moments where I had thoughts like, uh, oh, this guy held on to me. Let me slam him on his head right now. Or like when he stood up in the clinch and I hit him with that right hand, I said, in my mind, I said, 
I'm going to throw this right hand because I'm not a boxer, right? So I said, I'm going to throw this right hand. And I said, I don't know much. I said, but I'm putting everything into this right hand. <laughs> I said, I'm going to swing this right hand. I need to kill him with this right hand. And I just, I just swung it. Boom. Thank God it hit him right on the chin. Yeah. And, uh, man, it was a great experience. And the biggest thing for me, like I said, at the end of it all was the most for me, the fight was great, right? Winning was great for me. What felt the best for me was seeing how much support I had from everybody at the gym for me, bro. Uh, that made me feel good, you know, yeah. and seeing how people, uh, seeing how much I didn't like, you don't really know how much people are following what you're doing. You know, you kind of just, but it really inspired me to, you know, try to be an example in the gym and, uh, you know, it, it was just really, really blew me away to see how much support I had. I was just really grateful. Um, like, I, I feel like you said, I feel like everybody came. I mean, dude. And it was a long drive, bro. It was out there. Oh, yeah. In Anaheim. It was, I think it was like close to two hours. Yeah. So, man, it was, yeah. I was blown away. I was really grateful and thankful. And, uh, man, it was a beautiful day. And to hear, and you're not the first person that's told me uh, that it was a great day for them, too. So, for me, it feels good to have been able to bring that, bring that energy to people, you know, like yeah. if someone says like, man, your fight, I had a great time at your fight. It just fuels you, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, like, dude, uh, first of all, if I get approval, I want to put up the, the ginormous picture that we all took of all the people who showed up. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculously yeah, You can huge. put it. Uh, do you have that picture? Yeah, I, I should. Yeah, you can put it up. Cool. I'll, I'll put it up. And dude, I mean, obviously you were technically you were masterful i mean you literally put on a master class in that fight it thank was, you bro. it was incredible like thank you so much when, when you threw that right hand i felt the magnitude i was like oh shit and then yeah. and then when you shot the takedowns dude i was like yeah this is the first takedown you shot i knew i was like he's gonna dominate this whole fight the and first of all i'd been calling every fight that night i think i missed one out of uh -huh. all the other cards i yeah. called every single one and i knew i was like yeah dude this is just this is camp's fight hundred yeah. percent. Thank you, brother. What's crazy. Was and and so you, you could tell you were in the zone. Like I saw you getting ready beforehand. You know, I came and saw you in the back and stuff. And I just knew I was like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's all there, bro. 100%. And then you did the take now. I was feeling like, yeah, he did. Yeah. You know, now yeah. he's and, done. And I've never screamed louder in my life. I've never, <laughs> yeah. I, I've never screamed louder in my life, dude. I was, you know, everybody. Yeah, man, I was blown away. But like I said, the support was just unbelievable. Yeah. And, really and, you was. know, to know, like, uh, you know, I've known you for a little over a year, like a year and four months or something uh -huh. to, to see how hard you train all the time and to see that pay off in like a really big way for you. You know, that's, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, to see one of my homies is, you know, prevailing and uh -huh. that was, you know, the best, the best it could have gone. It literally could not have been a better night in any capacity. Yeah, it was, it was really, it was really an experience that I feel like it changed me. It changed me forever just in the sense that, uh, man, like you, I don't know. It, it, I don't want to start spitting off a bunch of cliches, but it, you know, your belief in yourself um, really grows from an experience like that. And also just knowing how much 
support I have around me. Um, it was really a really good experience for me. Hell yeah, dude. Um, so about about your new fight coming up. What when when is that? That's gonna be June fifth, um, at the Hyatt in Westlake Village. Um, there's gonna be a bunch of guys from the gym on the card. A lot of guys who have been working very hard. Um, man, all these guys have been busting their butt, um, training multiple times a day, and are preparing. And I believe that we're going to do very well. Um, yeah, it starts at 4 p.m. Maybe you can throw up a link for the event. It's in the description already. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Come out. It's going to be a good night of fights. And uh, especially if you're local, it's, you know, most of these fights, you have to drive out to Anaheim or Commerce or something like that. This one, Westlake Hyatt, be in bed by 930 if you want. Yeah. You know? And even if you're coming from, like, L.A., like, it's still a better drive. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. you'll be coming back to L.A. later, and so the traffic won't be as crap. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's just better to have it out in this area. Yeah. So, no, no, no. He's going to put it later. He asked yeah. if it was live. <laughs> this is live. Uh, no. Because uh, you're saying, like, uh, if you look, I, I put you, I, well, I think, like, maybe no, somebody no, no. watching right now. No, no, no. Four no, and a no, half no. thousand people watching live. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that would be cool. No, uh, yeah. So it's going to be cool to see all the guys who've been working this whole time, you know, especially when, because I've been training with them. So yeah. you, you see them, like, you don't, you get to, when you train with people, you get to know them very well, you know, better than if you just work with them or you go to school with them, mm -hmm. you get yeah. to know their personalities and who they are very well. So it's going to be cool to see those guys go out. And, and like you said, like you said, it was cool seeing me prevail. I want to see, I want to see them in victory, you know? Yeah. I want to see my friends victorious. hundred percent. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I think everybody is. Um, and you know, like it's that's interesting what you were saying you know you get to see people's personalities better when you train with them like that i i could not speak to that more you said that in the first podcast too mm -hmm. you said like you know someone's true emotions really come out in jujitsu while you're rolling hard and dude that's like the the connection to people that i feel like at the gym is so much more than anyone in my high school days mm -hmm. like i mean not anyone but you know most like 90 percent of people from my high school that i knew mm -hmm. i knew a lot yeah. of people in high school mm -hmm. and you know i thought i knew them all pretty well until i you know met everyone in jujitsu you just know them so much more mm -hmm. you literally see them bleed and, and sweat and you know right. sometimes tears right sometimes trying situations you don't know who somebody is until there's pressure on them yeah when there's pressure on somebody then you see who the real person is you know when they're comfortable, anybody can be nice when you're comfortable, you know? But when you have pressure on you, that's when you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know? 100%. Uh, do you have any any topics you want to bring up for Joao? Any questions? Uh, Man, I think I kind of just interjected and, and put him in there as I thought of them, you know? It's very smooth. Throughout the thing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, nothing that I, I didn't ask. When, when one popped to mind, I just... I threw it out there. Okay. Uh, so uh, I guess we could talk a little bit more about the charity. Okay. Um, Joao, like what has, I mean, you've already, you've already said it, but if you could summarize it 
you know, kind of briefly, what has the Fight for a Kid charity done for you? Bro, it's like, yeah, it's like I say, like, how is, is like crazy, it's different. Like, so they open the doors for the kids from Brazil. In Brazil, you like, we have just trained something like, you know, maybe in Brazil right now, I don't have like drive lessons, you know, some work. If I wasn't, like I say, if I wasn't doing Jiu Jitsu, probably would be like working something little or trying found some work. Or for, worse. Yeah, or, or worse. worse. Yes. You know? Yeah. So it's like they they are doing like, they are, I say, the charity doing like something like crazy for, for myself or the kids from project. So I'm so grateful for everything, you know. It's like don't have money then then buy the the my my like my friends, my experience right now. Yeah. You know, don't have money about that. So can't buy that. Yeah, you yeah. cannot buy that. So it's like bro, this guy is like my brother right now. You know, like my older brother, and he pushed myself, you know, for like everything, like jujitsu or life, anything like that. And you guys helped me, you know, helped me so much about English, about jujitsu, about everything, bro. So it's crazy because the charity just changed my life. Like six months changed my 18 years old, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's crazy. I make like new friends, like, so close friends and I did something like now I have to to like put you guys on the car in the car that's crazy you know mm, yeah <laughs> I never I never have like I never care about that like drive these things my life like yeah because it's like drive where change yeah yeah drive where in Brazil yeah. where would you drive with what I don't car? have a car yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah so it's crazy. I was like doing things in Brazil. Like my family is good family. Like no good about money, but education and right way, you know. They're good people. So yeah. Good people. So we have problems also, like everyone. But they my dad, my mom never had like I got it the wrong way, you know. In 2019, I was like no train because I was studying at night, you know, public school. So I was like, just I don't care. I don't care about jujitsu this time, you know. So my dad keep like it's hard. Your dad in Brazil, if you try be athlete or just train. Your dad go like, hey, go try some work. You gotta work. You gotta help me, you know. And my dad, my mom never did this, you know. Just like, hey, go to jiu-jitsu, go train, you know. Just gonna be good for you. Just keep, just try, you know. So and I was like, no train, just like, no party because I never had like, uh, I never wanted like be like party, drinky, crazy thing like that, but. I was like no training. My dad and Max, Rodrigo, like text me like, "Hey, let's go train. We can't 
we want help help you you know so everyone did like nice work for me be here today like so and now bro it's it's crazy because i just see this guy like how my uh okay i know cameron like gringo like gringo you know <laughs> like touristy something like that yeah and then now he's like my brother he pushed myself and his fight make me excited for try push myself and i always saw him like doing cardio some anything like that or wrestling or any guy from the gym like pushing you know for training and make me excited like make me excited for for do the same i was doing like working hard but every day like he starts to speak portuguese you know and the guys know the feeling about to learn new language you know mm-hmm. so it's like make me everything make me excited for getting better getting better you know not just uh be like comfortable like my comfortable zone yeah i just want want to be better you know my so the cherry bro was like change just change my life you know for and i know then gonna be good for everyone then come because i i live in g's right now i live in there so the cherry I I cannot believe that before before happened I cannot believe that you know ah this gonna happen right you know so Rodrigo bro doing like crazy thing for for the social project everyone like Rodrigo Max everyone Alan Cameron everyone from the gym from the gym Brazil doing like works from from the kids like crazy crazy work i i don't know somebody didn't do the same thing in brazil you know mm-hmm. so they they are changing lives they cherry about like about me they help me and they open doors for me not just about like jiu-jitsu or anything but for my life you know so bro i can go back to home right now and teach some english for my sister you know i can talk to you guys like one hour and 30 minutes so in english you know yeah and four months ago i cannot say like anything like there you know that's so they changed my life yeah yeah it's that's how it's crazy you know they changed my life just that you know yeah i i think it's amazing too how like you know you, you don't know what you're going into like when you when you're staying here for six months like you literally just you have no idea what you're going to expect. You just come into like a whole new world. I think that's, that's really awesome that, you know, the charity gave you the opportunity to do that. And, you know, for us to be friends, like, you know, it's great to have you here. Yeah. Thank you, bro. So it's like, it's like I said before, I want to, to see the, the kids from Brazil, the guys from Brazil, the, from my gene doing the same thing than me. I want to see the, like feeling the same thing that I'm feeling right now. So it's like crazy, bro. I cannot believe that that's real, you know. I'm talking English with somebody. So that's crazy. Nobody in my my family speak English. Nobody do something like that. So I'm making happen, you know. And the cherry making happen. These things in my life and for everyone in Brazil. Yeah, that's that was that was impressive yeah the the fact the fact that you're able to speak for an hour and a half now is crazy like i can't speak for 20 minutes in russian at all and i've been studying it for a while 
It's, yeah. It's crazy. Well, there's something about coming to the, you know, full immersion, they say. Yeah. You know, you, you, he had, they throw you in the middle of the pool and they say, okay, you have to know swim how. to the side. Swim, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, bro. It's crazy. I was watching Ozark. Do you know Ozark? Yeah, I know the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was watching Ugh. yesterday and I put just English, you know, and can't understand like 90%. Just some words, like new words. If you say some new words from me right now, I'm gonna like, uh, you know. So, but I can understand almost every, I can understand enough to understand all the sentence, mm -hmm. you know. So, some words I let pass, but I can can make sense for me, like, you know. So, bro, I'm so happy for everything. And, like, I think I did good job these months then. I am here. And the goal is just getting better and do better uh, every day, you know. Yeah, and you absolutely did for sure. Uh and you know, like just like like I said, how much I've seen the charity grow since I started coming to jujitsu is you know, it's mind blowing. Like you can't imagine it until you see it. Like if I said, Oh yeah, we're gonna get kids here, they're gonna be really great, they're gonna train really hard and you know, they're gonna help out and you know, be really involved in the gym and, and all that, most people are like, What? Mm -hmm. It just it doesn't make sense. It doesn't compute, but you know, it's amazing that you've been able to do what you did. And, you know, it's amazing that the charity helped out and, you know, made this possible. Yeah. Bro, I am excited for see, like, five years later, how we're going to be, you know? Me too, dude. Like, the charity, everyone, Rodrigo, Cameron, like, everyone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, I'm I'm trying to get involved and do the club at, at Park College and stuff. And, you know, I, I'm working with some of the some of the people there right now and I'm trying to make it so you guys will be able to get like a scholarship and do like classes nice. if you want to take classes on stuff. I don't know if nice. professor told you, but I've, I've talked to him a little bit about that. So that's the next level. Yeah. You, know, you get them. Imagine they get a college degree from here. Yeah. And, and from yeah. the best community college in the United States. Yeah. I mean, and, and then they can go anywhere from that. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's just amazing that, you know, this whole thing is happening and it's awesome to me. And it's how it's going to roll. It's going to roll like this where we we're kind of just, we're doing our best every day and new ideas come in and we say, that sounds cool. Let's, let's give it a try. And that's pretty much what we did with, with Juan this whole time is we were like, you know, let's just give it a try. This is all new for everybody. It's new for Juan, but it's new for me too. It's new for Rodrigo too. Yeah. It's everybody's first try. Yeah. And I like, uh, like he said, he did do a good job and it went very well. So very yeah, happy. It definitely did. You set the bar pretty high. Yes. You set the bar pretty high. The expectation, the standard is high now. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just want to give a shout out to, to Rodrigo and all the, all the team involved. You, Always. You, and and you, you too, Cam. Like. Well, okay. But like I said, I'm, I'm here for support. I support Rodrigo. But he's my teacher, and he's the one. It's I can't take the the credit for for anything. I I support him, and I help him when he needs help. But uh, it's his. It's it's he's the reason that all of this is happening. For you know, sure. him and Max too. Max is over there with these kids every single day, working hard. You know, 
if the lion's share of the credit needs to go to Rodrigo and to Max. I'm here t- to support, of course, but uh, I can't. I really cannot take the credit. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and do you have any like, you know, other? We've already mentioned a few, but do you have any other major goals that we haven't talked about, like for the charity, for the future? Yeah. So what we've done, we at this point, we I mean, we have a lot, right? But let's say in the next year, uh, we've brought two kids over for six months, extended stays. We want to eventually have four or five at a time. Um, we want to uh, just continue to uh, grow what we're already doing because we the seed we planted is is rooted very well, and we just want to continue to nurture that and let it grow. And it's growing very naturally and it's growing very well. Um, and, um, I'd say the next big goal is to just ha- be in a position where we can bring more kids over. Cause like Juan said, he had a good experience here and we want to do that for as many kids as possible. So that's, that's the next goal. And we, I, we have many, many, many goals, but I'd say that that's at the forefront. It's a great goal. Yeah. Yeah, and definitely attainable too. You guys yeah. proved it. Well, that's the thing, right? Is now we just have to do more. Yeah. But we know we can do it. We just have to do it more. That's it. Hundred percent. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Uh so I have a question for both of you guys. Is this the surprise question? This is Yes. Do we have surprise question? Oh yeah. He said that there was a surprise question. Uh, is this the surprise question? It or could are there be multiple. It, well, there there's a few others. Okay. Why jujitsu the best? <laughs> Brother, come on. Jiu-jitsu is the best for martial arts? Just everything. Jiu-jitsu is the best because it's real. You can't lie. Somebody can say in some other martial arts, someone can say, oh, he's a really good kickboxer. But you don't know for sure because either he you just believe him the only way he can prove to you is he knocks you out, mm. right? But no, he's not going to do that because it's not nice, you know? But in jujitsu, if somebody's good, they can show you 100%. They can come get you and they can show you. Yeah. <laughs> and because of the family that you gain when you start jujitsu, the, the level of closeness, man, I've, I've done other martial arts before. I did karate when I was younger. You know, I've done, I did some like a little boxing or whatever, right? And then street kung fu. Street kung fu. Yeah, that's my current <laughs> discipline. Yeah. Uh, on the record, at least. Um, but I've never seen like, bro, we have, we train. Like I'm with you guys for like four hours a day, just training. Yeah. Right. Because I'm there at least two times in the day. Yeah. So Four time, four hours a day, just training. Then after, I still want to go get lunch with you guys. Then I invite you to my house to watch fights. Yeah. Or whatever. It's insane. Uh, the community, how it's it's so tightly knit, and I haven't experienced that in any other martial art, you know, or any other activity. You know, we're always, we're 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 all buds, you know. Yeah. And that brotherhood is really important. I always am excited to walk into the gym, not to train. To laugh. Mm. I know every time I go to the gym, someone's going to make me laugh 100% every single day. Either it's Juan, Rodrigo, you, whoever it is, somebody is going to, I'm going to laugh at the gym. We're all going to yeah. joke around. Yeah. You know? So that's why I think it's the best. The family, 
And Sometimes you get mad. Of course. <laughs> it's a competitive. You know? yeah. It's a com- <laughs> I'm a competitive. I'm I'm very competitive person, you know. Yeah. I get mad 100%. But it's like uh amongst it's like when brothers fight. Yeah. It's that kind of mad. It when really I get, is. Yeah. When I get mad at the gym because you get mad in life and it feels one way. But when you get mad at your brother, it feels when I get mad in the gym, it feels just like it makes me remember when I was a kid, like fighting with my brother when we were like 10 years old, eight years old, fighting with my brother. I feel the same exact feeling. It's know? really similar. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Yeah, I like I used to I've gotten into a couple of fights, like nasty fights with my brother. And, yeah. and it does kind of feel the same way when you get into a fight with with somebody. And, you know, it's like you can't like. Your brother doesn't just go away. Like, no, you know what I mean? He, exactly. He, he's going to stay there. So you, you, have, you have to like, to deal with you it. have to figure it out. Like yeah. there's no, there's no option. And it makes men out of people because yeah. you have to, you can't be like, you can't hide. If you have a problem with somebody, you have to be a man and deal with the problem or else it's going to come out some way. Yeah. And know? it's a, it's a yeah. good lesson too. Yeah. So Joao, why did you just yeah. do the best? Why did you just do the best? So I, I just do jujitsu. You know, my whole life. So I didn't another martial arts, you know. But I know then if you put some guy from Jiu-Jitsu and some guy from Muay Thai, some guy from Jiu-Jitsu can survive, stand up and can bring the fight to the ground and just choke somebody or, you know, anything like that. The guy from like any, you know, any kind of the art martials, martial arts, they cannot like survive in the ground if they don't know you know right about jiu-jitsu so and you make it the best friends and bro inside the match you don't have like color we don't have like about money if you have money or not you know we just like everyone is the same you know mm-hmm. yeah so everyone is, is like french everyone is family so jiu-jitsu is the best jiu-jitsu yeah. is the best yeah <laughs> That's funny. That that that's very true too. Yeah, hundred percent. There's like no discrimination in jujitsu at all. No, it's yeah. about like jujitsu. Never, bro. Yeah, it's about who. If can you do? And it's not even about how good you are. It's about how much do you want to be good, and how much are you willing to train honestly? You yeah. know, go train honestly. Don't complain. Work hard. The guys who work hard in there, they get respect. If you work hard. That's it. Yeah. And anybody can work hard. 100%. You know? And bro, anybody can do jiu-jitsu, you yeah. know? Like star. Or, or like some some guy like, mm, then, like star. I did spy star today. And bro. He's tough. Star. Star's tough, I'm saying. He's yeah. a tough guy. Yeah. It's like, bro, it's like, you cannot do like box with some guy in his age. You know? You cannot yeah. do like really... MMA spy, but you can do jiu-jitsu and so make me happy, you know, jiu-jitsu. So if you start like, I don't know, 70 years old, you can do, you know, yeah. you can do it. So jiu-jitsu is the best, bro. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there, you know, people are like who start when they're 50, they get their black belts, you know, when they're 60. Like yeah. I, there's, you see a lot of that now. It's like, bro, it's I awesome. Bro, I see Bob start, these guys like, make me excited, you know, push myself also because sometimes I'm like, uh, I'm lazy today, I'm tired, I don't want to spy. 
somebody and I see Bob like, hey, let's go next one, you know, and make me excited for, oh, you know, mm -hmm. for see this thing, make me excited for push myself. And then, bro, I think like it's crazy. We have like any any kind of the guys in, on inside the match, you know, we have like old guys, like young guys, kids, we have anyone there, you know, it's different from, you know, box or anything like that. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, I don't know any other sports where you can, I mean, you know, for a while you I can thought do mix it, everything, you know, like yeah. doing jiu-jitsu. And for a while, I thought Bob was 80. So there's no way I'm cycling. <laughs> there, there's no way I'm cycling with an 80 year old. That's I'm telling you, I've tried. It, it doesn't work. <laughs> if you go to like when Rodrigo has his pool parties in his backyard, uh -huh. or we have the barbecues, bro. Like uh, we didn't do too many barbecues while Juan was here because it was like winter time. It was cold. Mm. But during the summer, like when we have the barbecues, you have Bob, Star, all those guys. Then all of the younger guys. And then you have the kids swimming in the pool. Yeah. And it's like every eight, literally from five years old to 500 years old. <laughs> wow. you know? Yeah. Bob's getting up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like I said, it's family, man. 100%. And then if you like, if you are like doctor, you have to work tomorrow. The best way is jujitsu. Yeah. Because, bro, if you or doctor or anything like like that like you cannot every time get punched in your face and yeah. get like and you can't purple fish hook thing. yeah no. yeah yeah no. so yeah it's the best i totally agree with you guys those are really good explanations and for anyone listening who isn't doing jujitsu that those are like the reasons to start yes it's yeah. it's pretty amazing like what it can do do you guys have any, I mean, you kind of mentioned it already. Do you have any people you draw inspiration from for jujitsu? For jujitsu? Yeah. Uh, like famous guys? Fam famous people, anyone, literally anybody. Uh, for me, uh, my number one inspiration in jujitsu will always be Rodrigo. 100%. He will always you. be, without a doubt, my number one by far and away, by 100 miles. Uh, then next, I would say these kids for me uh joan arthur all these guys they inspire me to um to try my best and because and to believe you know because uh i see like man really big for me was when julia won the world championships oh that was cool and i'll tell you why okay julia like all the kids, you know, everyone has uh, has had hard things in their life, right? Mm -hmm. Now, imagine this now. Julia, she was the only girl who came, right? So not only, like, she has to, psychologically, she has to deal with the fact that jiu-jitsu is, is mostly a, a man-dominated sport. So she doesn't have, like, a... She has girls who train at the gym and stuff, but she needs to be even more focused than anybody. And she trains with boys, people who are stronger than her, bigger than her, you know? Yeah. Uh, and she came here and she was the champion of the world, you know? Uh, so for me, and that, that all came from her belief, just believing. 
that it was possible. So that inspires me, you know, to what goal is out of reach, really, if you believe, you know, it sounds so corny, but uh, the reason why it sounds corny and the reason why it's a cliche is because it's true, because people say it over and over again. Um, you have to believe before um, you can do anything. So the kids, Rodrigo and the kids, and then, you know, the as far as the, like famous guys, uh, just from a just from a technical standpoint, like technique, I like my favorite right now is the the world champion in my weight class, uh, mm. Tainan Dalpra. I think he's the next the next level of what the uh, a champion is. Tainan, Mika Galvão, these guys. Um, and then from the old school, I like like Marcelo Teredia. These guys. Yeah, some of these guys that are good technically. But for me, inspiration in life, Rodrigo and, and these kids for yeah. me. Yeah. Go so ahead, Joao. I have to say something about Julia. <laughs> so, bro, it's like resilience, you know, because she did like many tournaments in Brazil and she, she have not like good results. results. Mm. So, like... Third place, sometimes no medal, you know, don't get medal. And then she just keep believing and coming world champion, you know. Yeah. We talk about rewards. So it's crazy. It is crazy. Make me, make me excited also. My friends push myself all the time, you know. So I can, I can see how we're going to be better, like, a long time later you know so it's the first the first person from brazil like from my gene world champion julia wise you know so she's like uh he's like like i said before everyone looking for me everyone looking to her right now also like my sister you know my sister 12 years old say i want to be like julia you know i want to be world champion i want to so She's like, uh, she's a reference. Yeah, you know, in on the in imagine you know from the kids for the girls, the boys, you know. So she's a champion. So, yeah. What's the question? What uh, who inspires you in jujitsu? Mm. So, the first one was my professor, you know, always is my, your professor because you can watch, like you can see uh, close how, you know, I see like my whole life in Jiu-Jitsu, how Max worked to be like, he has, he had to work before and he trained like fight. Now he has kids and keep training, keep working and this guy, you know, then I'm like close and I can see his evolution all day, you know, every day. So Rodrigo like for is like really good teacher, really good like jujitsu. So everyone push myself, you know, everyone make me make make me try my best all the time, you know. So Max, Cameron, 
Rodrigo, my friends from Project. So, and then like famous guy, like he say, mm, I like Philippe Pena and Leandro Lo. Yeah. Speaking of which, Felipe Pena just uh, signed on uh, August August 7th, I think. He's going to fight Gordon Ryan. Gordon Ryan. So it'll be a good one. No way, really? Yeah, he's the yeah. only guy to submit Gordon Ryan at black belt. Wow. He's the only guy to finish Gordon Which, Ryan. Which I don't know. Is he still complaining about his stomach? Gordon, Gordon Ryan? Yeah. Yeah, he said he still has stomach issues. Yeah. But we'll see, you know. I mean, the bottom line is, is this, bro. If you sign up to compete... There's no excuse for the result. Yeah. If you had an excuse, you shouldn't have signed up to compete. 100%. So if you sign up, don't say after if you have a bad result. I don't want to hear the excuse. You know, yeah. you signed up. I know he was using it as an excuse for a little while as to like why he wasn't doing like real yeah. matches. Well, that's he used it as an excuse as to why he wasn't doing matches. Yeah. But he never uses used it as an excuse for a poor performance. Right, right, right. So that's what I mean. For not doing matches, fine. That's totally acceptable. I mean, things happen in life, right? Mm -hmm. But for a poor performance, that's just a cop out, and he's never done that. Yeah, and, and I hate to I hate to mention this, but I, his reasoning for why he had the issues to begin with, I think, was antibiotic abuse. Like he had, he got too sick, took way too many antibiotics. Yeah, the likelihood of that is very low. Is very low. Well, it's more than anything. More than likely has to do with his anabolic use yeah but people don't believe he uses anabolics at all and i, I think that's completely absurd if i you, know if you've seen his body transformation it's literally impossible yeah it's the amount of lean tissue who he put on yeah more plates more dates made a really great video dissecting that but yeah, yeah. It, it's like impossible and and those issues that come from using like his liver function was messed up too and that is like a telltale sign of you had a horrible steroid cycle. Yeah. No, I mean, he gained like 40 pounds in a year. Yeah. And he goes, there's a clip where he's like, uh, he's like, someone asked him straight up. They're like, are you using anabolic steroids? He's like, you know, everyone at the highest level is using them in the sport except for us. Yeah. That's what he says. And yeah. he kind of like winks. So, yeah. you know, uh, but <laughs> come on, like. Are you mad at the guy for no, I'm not mad at the guy for it. You know, everyone is using you think Andre Galvao is natural? Oh yeah, I don't think anyone's natural. Yeah, so Man. you know, there's zero chance. Yeah, I think I, Cameron is natural. <laughs> Dude, I see Cameron pinning himself in the bathroom. No, <laughs> Dude, if I I've said it, I always say this. If I'm on steroids, I need my money back, bro. Yeah. Cut, yeah. Because I'm too small. <laughs> Coming I need from, my money back. Yeah. I got somebody cheated me of my money if I'm on steroids. I'm injecting saline solution. I was gonna say you're not getting you're yeah. not getting anything, bro. Yeah. There's no no tests, nothing. There's nothing. But coming from somebody who who has like a really good knowledge of like endocrinology and just like steroids in general, like and having been around it in, in my previous sports, uh yeah, you were the last person I would suspect to have done steroids. Like your your progression has been even from when I met you has been so steady. And yeah. like, even before that, like I've seen, you know, pictures and videos and stuff of like you back in, you know, when, whenever. And like, even just the pictures on the wall in the gym, I'm like, his progression is so steady. It's like physically impossible. I for look you the to, same. Basically. Yeah, you look very similar. Yeah. If you had any, the biggest, the biggest telltale for you would have been changes in facial structure. Cause you already have like a very defined facial structure. So if you like all of a sudden look like Jocko. Yeah. Or like, or like if you turn to skeleton face, cause like if yes. you're, if you're using something to lean you out, then you know, it yeah. would be very obvious. That's really, I vacillate 
between like having 10 to 15 pounds of muscle on my frame or not and just various levels of leanness. Yeah. That's it. And if I'm thicker, if I'm less lean, I have more muscle on my frame. And if I'm leaner, I have less muscle on my frame, which is what happens when you're not taking steroids. 100%. So that's yeah. what that's what it is. Yeah. It's it's all for me, that stuff's like the most interesting. Like yeah. I love working with athletes and designing cycles and stuff. It's like one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Um, so. Okay, we're back. We need to take a short little bathroom break. Yeah. I was parched. <laughs> yeah, and Cameron needed some water that I forgot and had to go back out and get I again. Know, and I felt for there's this thing in Persian culture where that's just like I should have just not asked you for the water, but I had to fight with every Cheyenne. If Cheyenne sees this, it was hard, but I asked him. I was like, <laughs> "Where's my water?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, dude. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Um, okay. So yeah, we're, we're kind of getting to the end here. Uh, Joao, I, you've, you've already answered this one on your, on your podcast, but if you had to pass along one piece of information for somebody to be better, like character development, what would it be? Like French or anything. anything. How could somebody life. be better in life? Hmm. Like I use this same, like my dad say, one thing for me, like my whole life, he say the same thing, and I used to say for everyone that asked me about that, like if you're working, the time is passing. If you stop it, the time is passing. Like the same thing, you know. So you have to work, bro. You have to run, you know. You have to get your space. If you're not, the guy's gonna do for you, and you go be like behind on the pass, yeah. Yeah, time's gonna pass no matter what, so you might as well work. Yeah. Yeah. Keep up. Yeah. I think honestly. That's so was jujitsu the best? Was that really the secret question? I had some others, but they didn't we, we kinda already glossed over them. Uh, okay. I, I had them worded pretty funny too, but it's okay. <laughs> we we already talked about them. I didn't wanna okay. re bring it up. Got it, got it, got it. So G's Yeah, it's good question because we can see that in jiu-jitsu, like about the time, the time gonna pass out the way. So doesn't matter, you know, what you're doing, the time gonna pass, you know? So sometimes probably you have that guy, I have this guy also. When you start training, you have some people that always beat you. Yeah. And for anything, these people just stop. I don't know, just, you know, all train lads like, and you keep, keep your work. And one day, you beat these people, you feel like, ah, oh, yeah, the time passed, you know? Yeah. So, makes sense what I mean? 100%, yeah. So, it's like that. You, like... You're chasing that guy, you know? Always yeah. chasing. Always chasing that guy. If you're not chasing, yes. you're not progressing. And the thing is, is... We need that guy. You, you know? need that guy. You d oh, yeah. And when you beat that guy, you just find another guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like, Joao, you know how bad Joao wants to beat me? Joao yeah. wants to beat me so bad. This guy can win, like, he wins by, like, two points, like, in a sweep or something. And for this guy, man, it's, like, the best day of his life. You know what I'm saying? He wants to beat me so bad. And the problem with Joao is he never will. He will never beat me, ever. He's never beat me, and he never will beat me. But... 
I want him to keep trying. Well, I don't mean. You know? <laughs> I just did I want him to keep like trying. five times this week. You know, five times. Okay. So, at least, yeah. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so but you know, he, he's trying. He's trying. No, no. I did trying. I did this week. And I always when I beat him, he just get imagined. Don't talk to me like all week. Which all is week. okay. Yeah. Wow. I keep loving you, you know, you're my brother. So, bro, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's funny because if you buy, if you win by points, you're gonna be champion. If you win by submission, you're gonna be champion. If you win by decision, you're gonna be the same champion. So, just that. Yeah. So he likes to win by like advantages, which is essentially nothing. It's essentially an an it's an advantage. Is a good attempt, but you don't actually do anything, <laughs> right? But you know, whatever you know. Yeah, you this know. way we both feel like we win. Yeah, because he beats me by an advantage, but in my mind I say, but that's not real, you know. So yeah, so he thinks he wins, and I think I win, so we're both happy, you know. Hundred percent. That's the best. <laughs> that's that's all you can ask for. Yeah. Uh, cool. A- anything else you guys want to add? No, man, it was cool. Cool being back in the lab. Yeah, it's the two-time, bro. Yeah. What can I say? Bro, it's, uh, time I'm he, the double champ right now. He is the double champ. You're going to come with Artur. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, I'll come with Artur when he comes you're, next time. You're probably going to be like the 12th time by, yeah. <laughs> by the end of next year. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm I'm into it. I'll come with Artur and Fabinho. Sweet, dude. And uh, yeah, well... Uh, bro, can you imagine Fabinho over here? Dude, the thing is, this these kids that are coming, there's just so much. There's so much know good stuff in the future. Him. I've met him now. You you will know him. Trust me. Yeah. He didn't oh. come last time when when all the kids came to compete. Yeah. Uh no, he did not come because yeah. he's too young. No, uh, he did. Like, twenty twenty twenty. Twenty one. Yeah. No, he wasn't here though yet in okay. 2020 yeah 2021 yeah. was when i was here wait no this last mm. time it was just the juveniles gotcha it wasn't the uh or, or the adults juveniles and the adults it wasn't the kids gotcha but now fabian he's juvenile now okay yeah so gonna be fun. it's gonna be good awesome hi yes. brother that i think that's it and you want to say anything joel no any last thank words you, thank you thank you guys for coming thank you for inviting me it was fun it was definitely fun. All right, everybody. That was the Inhuman Performance Podcast, Episode 7. And that was Joao Gabriel and Cameron Fardad. Thank you, guys. Thank you, my